name is Steve Lamar, and I am alive in Christ. I continue to struggle with pride and selfishness. I would like to start with a prayer asking God to bless this testimony of how the Lord has worked in my life. Father, my prayer has been and is that you will communicate your story and your power in the reading of this testimony. May you receive all the glory in your son's name, I pray. Amen. I am truly blessed and thankful to have been raised by Christian parents. My childhood was like many who grew up in the 70s and early 80s here in Wills Point. I was part of a working class conservative family that went to church every Sunday. Both my parents were raised in the Church of Christ, which, were member, which we were members of here in Wills Point. I was active in youth fellowships, I went to church summer camps, and was taught by a great man who was an awesome pastor, preacher, and leader, not only to me, but for the entire community. At the age of 10, I went forward on a Sunday evening service and committed my life to Christ and was baptized that night. I recall feeling what I had done was a very important decision in my life, but I never really remember making a strong effort to grow or move forward in my faith from that point. During junior high, being a devoted Christ follower was not high on my agenda. I attended church on a regular basis, but it became more of a requirement and a chore rather than a deep desire. <clears throat> in high school, my attitude and actions did not reflect that of a follower of Jesus. Church attendance was an obligation. My focus was centered on girls, hanging out with friends, listening to rock music, and everything that had to do with sports. Being accepted my, by my peers was my God, and I would do whatever I could to feel appear cool. I was somewhat popular for whatever reason. Maybe it was the friends I hung out with. Either way, I would use my popularity to manipulate others to my advantage. I truly was arrogant and conceited and became somewhat rebellious. After graduation from high school, I attended Stephen F. Austin State University in Nacogdoches. During those years of freedom, my attitude and rebellious spirit worsened. James 1, 14 and 16 says, But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire. Then desire, when it has conceived, gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is fully grown, brings forth death. Those four years of college were a season of sin and entanglement and enticed me to continue sin patterns that drove me away from God and his church. Drinking and partying were just part of the curriculum. My sin patterns were prevalent. That, that as I look back, were so prevalent that as I look back in my past, so many of my actions are a blur. They're distant memories that I struggle to recall. My career plan was to attend law school, to which I had already been accepted. But after completing an internship with a law office in Nacogdoches, I realized that becoming a lawyer was not a good fit for my future. I very abruptly uh, chose to leave SFA and my girlfriend Kelly to take a part with a to become a part of a job with the Farmers Branch Fire Department. Starting a career in the fire service forced me to mature in many ways. My time there was consumed with learning and applying new skills and accomplishing the job. I really enjoyed the camaraderie that the firehouse offered. The friendships and fellowships with the guys continued after work hours. We got together for football games, golfing, and nightclubbing, though it was generally toned down from the college days. In all my rebellion, I was aware of my sinful nature. Paul wrote 
in Romans 7, 18, For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. I faced the same dilemma. In my flesh, the sin nature ruled my life. In Galatians 5, 16, and 17, Paul encourages the church of Galatia to live holy lives for God. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Unfortunately, I kept doing what I wanted to do. My life was ruled by my fleshly desires. By God's grace, a couple of years later, Kelly and I began to date again and would later marry. We only went to church when I went home to visit my parents, and that was really just out of respect for them. However, Christ began to pursue me and restore my relationship to him when a friend and I decided we were going to begin training for the White Rock Marathon. We would meet before work to run. During the early morning commute to meet him for training, I would flip through radio stations. One morning, I came across a Christian radio station. It was KCBI, and they were broadcasting a preacher by the name of John MacArthur at 5 a.m. every weekday morning. Believe it or not, God began using the preaching of his word to stir in my heart. Isaiah 55:11 states, So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish which I purpose, and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. I believe that my true salvation in Jesus really began with the intellectual pursuit. I remember buying a MacArthur Study Bible. I read through that Bible cover to cover several times in the next couple of years. That time of Bible study and reflecting on its teaching came to be some of the most meaningful and fulfilling times. Kelly and I plugged into a church in McKinney, Texas. Slowly but surely, things were beginning to change. Though I really can't pinpoint the exact time when the switch was flipped and I began to experience true transformation, I became increasingly aware that something took place in my life that began to change my attitude, actions, and desires. Before you knew it, I'd become different. I slowly began to reflect Christ in my life. My wife, Kelly, and I began to focus on what was important. Faith and family were the two greatest priorities. I really desired to be a Christ follower and not, and not just sorry for my sin, but I wanted to turn away from the things that grieve the Lord. John 6, 35, Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. In verse 37, he says, All the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast out. Making a commitment to follow Christ changed multiple areas of my life. One of the major changes was that of friendships. God had made me a new creation. Now that I was different, the relationships with some of my friends and co-workers began to change as well. My friendships used to be centered on wild living, sports, and the golf course. When God changed my desires, many of my old friendships grew apart as a result of the new work God had accomplished in my heart. During the time of regeneration, 
my my life in my own life my wife kelly and i lost a child due to a miscarriage that was a very sobering time for both of us it reminded me that life is precious job 1 21 says naked i came from my mother's womb and naked shall i return the lord gave and the lord has taken away blessed be the name of the lord god has the ability to give and take away and despite what had occurred in our lives we knew that he was still in control in 1994 kelly became pregnant again and we welcomed our firstborn into the world once he was born, we decided to move back to this area to be close to family and raise our family in a committed Christian home. When we moved to Canton some 20 plus years ago, we did so as Christians desiring to live a Christ-honoring life. We became members of a local church. Since moving back to this area and following Jesus, we have served in the local church and worshiped God consistently. There have been plenty of struggles. Being a parent was and is tough and challenging. We had to learn how to totally reorganize our lives. There were multiple times when my actions indicated that my family had become my idol. I gave God the cursory prayer before dinner, but devoted untold hours to kids' homework, sports practice, and entertainment for the family. Each age and stage of our kids' lives presented new challenges and tests to my faith. I, I struggled with anger and frustration towards coaches and teachers and my kids' friends when I felt like they were getting the short end of a situation. Before coming to Stone Point, I had lost some energy and passion for service to God's church as well as the worship of God. It may have been due to the same routines. I still love reading and learning from His Word, but I had become critical and cynical towards other brothers and sisters in Christ. I knew my attitude and actions were wrong and longed for a fresh start. Psalms 51.10 states, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That was and still is my prayer. Since coming to Stone Point, God has been faithful to answer that prayer. I have met new brothers and sisters in Christ. I've joined a journey group led by Hugh Carnes. My wife and I recently began the re-engage ministry. I get to serve on the Edgewood campus. I completed the regeneration ministry on Monday nights where Rusty Rankin was my leader and Mike Lamborn was my mentor. During my time in regen, I completed a very painful but helpful process, step four, inventory. God revealed my selfishness. It was during this time that God revealed how my selfishness controlled so many of my thoughts, sin patterns, and actions. Inventory caused me to reflect on my past. I had to repent of wrongdoings, make amends of my actions, and seek to live a life for Jesus on a daily basis. What God has done in my life reminds me what a blessing it has been to be a part of Stone Point Church. As I conclude, I thought you might find this interesting. I still listen to the 5 a.m. Christian radio preacher on my way into work. It's a reminder that I am being sanctified in Christ. I'll all admit that my sanctification has a long way to go. I am thankful for Philippians 1.6 that says, I am, I am sure of this, that he who began a good work in you will bring it to completion in the day of Jesus Christ. In spite of me, God's grace and mercy is sufficient, 
and I'm continually reminded of Romans 8:28 that we which says that we know God works all things for the good to those who love him. I pray that God will continue to work all things for his glory in my life. I also pray that this time has been an encouragement to you that you have been reminded that God has written a story in your own life and that is it is worth sharing. Would you pray with me? God, this is your place. This is your time. And uh, God, this was your story that you wrote in me. And we, uh, I just thank you so much that, uh, that uh, what for all that you've done. God, thank you for what you've done on the cross for my sins. And I, we do give you all the glory and praise. We just pray that you would just bless this day in Jesus' name. Amen.